Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the Heartland, Bryant, Ryan, Clark, Joey, and Trent. Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast. This is episode 46. It's Friday. That means it's fun cast time. Um, so we're going to hit a couple more topics uh, that we normally don't hit here. Um, but again, thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. Thank you for hanging out with us on this uh, beautiful Friday. Um, let us know how we're doing. We do want to hear from you uh, now that football's over, now that college basketball is over. Uh, give us some topics to talk about. We will talk about them. Um, Joey, how can people get a hold of us? Yeah, hit us up at Twitter or in hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. Jesus Christ. Uh at Heartland Pulse. Nine beers deep, folks. Yeah. <laughs> be a long day. These seltzers don't hit me like beers do. I don't know who just said that. Well, uh, <laughs> but you can also find us on Facebook and YouTube. Search Pulse of the Heartland. Uh tell your friends, let them know, uh, like, subscribe to all our stuff. And then also, as normal, you can find us on all the major uh, podcast platforms, Spotify, Google, iHeart, Apple Music, and what else can you find us on, Trent? Uh, the Anchor app. That's right. Just let us know, and you want that Anchor link. It's Brian's favorite way to listen to the podcast. My favorite way. Yeah. Um, well, Joey, what are you drinking? I'm still sipping on those Bud Light Seltzer Sours that I got the other day. Uh, this one was, or this one is the last blue raspberry I have. Let's open this one. Not not as crisp, I can already tell. No, no uh, it, it might be the microphone, too. I, I'm back onto my AirPods because we had technical yeah. difficulties. But I tried. I held it up to my ear. But, yeah, it's pretty damn not good. Uh, I had it earlier, and it's... It was the third one of the night. It's not not great. That was not good. Yeah, that's the one I wanted the most out of the whole box, and this one is just kind of meh. No, they can't all be winners. Yeah, disappointing. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Ryan, what are you drinking? Uh, so this time I'm going from a little brewery outside of Lincoln, Nebraska, called Crow Strain. And going with the Moo Moo Milk Stout. And uh, I've already opened it, so no sound. It wasn't very crisp. It's another two out of five, but I'm going to give it four out of five for taste. That's the most so important part. Super hyped and underperformed. Maybe about three wins a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. oh. All right, Clark, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm throwing it back to a classic here. Uh, this drink always gets a. Uh, Six out of five. It is a Ooh. Templeton and Coke. Ooh, yes. Classic. Can't go wrong there. That's right. No, you can't. Still working on the wedding bottles or? Oh, yeah. 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 How many got left? Um, I think I might have two bottles left. That'll oh, last a couple. Faster, bud. Another couple episodes. I mean, the past couple times, I mean, obviously I was gone the past two weeks, but uh, even before that, I was trying, uh, I had some more beards and those um, mules that I had been drinking. So Mm -hmm. it's been a few weeks since I had the old whiskey out. Yeah. All right. Well, sounds delicious. And Bryant, what are you drinking? Oh, continuing on with those uh, Bud Light uh, seltzers. I'm on the... uh... I just got done with the citrus soda one. That one was, uh, again, they're all pretty solid. I'm I'm about to start this orange. I got to finish up, but uh, I'll let you know how that one is once I actually uh, get into it here. Right. Orange was my favorite out of that box. Okay, good. Trent, how about you? I am drinking a Lining Kugel's Juicy Peach. It's kind of like their okay. summer shandies, but they're, they're peach flavored, so... I don't know how that how crisp that sounded on your end, but over here it sounded pretty good. God, for for all the uh, for all the the good ones that we had on Wednesday's recording, the, these these funcast ones haven't been great <laughs> greater crisp so far. We need to we need to step our game up, boys. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, it's a, it's, uh, this is a group effort here. So the taste on this juicy peach on the alloy scale, 
I'm going to go It's a, to five. It's I was going to go two and a half, but I'll, I'll give it like a 2.9. It's not quite a three. Mm. It's, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I'll drink it, but I'm not going to go buy them again. Yeah. Someone gave you one for free. You'd, you'd, you'd suffer through it, huh? Yeah, I drink it, okay. but I'm not going to go out of my way to buy it. So makes sense. Right. I'm a huge peach flavored person, anything, to be honest with you. I love peach flavor stuff. Really? Yes. Mm. I don't know why. Like the peach nectarine Red Bull is the best. I, I, I didn't even know they that. made such a thing. Yes, um, it's in like a like a red can. I don't know, mm. like a dark red. Uh, it's my favorite. I come mm. on Joey's side on this one. Well, we could also do this because I've got mine ready to go. But my favorite flavored flavor is cucumber lime. I love that shit. Uh, they just came out with the cucumber lime flavored Gatorade Zero. I've been drinking the regular full full strength Gatorade for a while. That's cucumber lime, but anything that's cucumber lime goes at my belly for sure. What was that cucumber lime, Joy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, you said it like four times in a row. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Cucumber lime. <laughs> Just one more time. Cucumber lime. Okay. Mm-hmm. Any, anybody else got a good good flavor? Not really. Honestly, no. the the worst <laughs> banana. I oh yeah, banana. Like I love bananas. Like banana bread, delicious. Yeah, it's like but like artificial scary. flavored bananas. Or like banana laffy taffy is the most. Oh, that's disgusting. what I was gonna say. That's yeah. the most disgusting thing on the face of. Ah, it's so bad. Right. Like when you're at a parade and the kid next to you picks up a bunch of laffy taffies and hands them to you, and you get like two yellows, you might might as well just like shit and wipe it in their face because it sucks. It's, ah. it's so gross. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, speaking of our favorite flavors. Uh, smoking. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, did anybody uh, fire up the old pit boss this past weekend? I did. No. Whoa. Yeah. About time. Yeah. yeah so uh, I cooked up some victory steaks. Now that when we got the baby home, so I had yeah. a couple ribeyes on this on the old smoker, and then. Just yesterday, you know, national championship night, I decided to smoke up a couple briskets, just just flats. But uh, yeah, uh, I stayed pretty busy. Good, very good. How'd they turn out? Oh, pretty good. I I was definitely enjoying them while I was uh, chopping them up last night. Mm-hmm. So you know, you gotta love the old uh, smokers delight. You make a slice, one in the bag, one in my mouth. You know, that's the uh-huh. rule, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's like when I was uh, doing those pork butts last or two weekends ago. Like I pulled, you know, and then I got to eat some. That's right. Yeah. I'm full so, by the time we're ready to eat. It's quality control. Yes. Just uh, salt and pepper, Clark, or would you put any uh, good yeah, rub on there? So I just uh, made, made up a little bit of my own rub. Uh, I did just some kosher salt, a little bit of coarse uh, pepper, about a 50 50 mix on that and then uh so i put that on there mustard mustard base salt pepper mix and then uh just for shits and giggles i topped it off with a little bit of yard bird just because i had that up in my pantry i'm still working on the five pound bag from the wedding smoke so almost got that gone yeah. (laughs) five pound bag (laughs) yeah i bought a five pound bag of that rub before a lot of rub Yeah, that yeah, hundred pounds of pork butt, and uh, he didn't even come close to going through that bag. No, that's crazy. Did you do any? What did you any, do? Uh, so I did some Brian. Oh, actually, okay, Brian's always been saying, "Hey, you should try some spam." Mm-hmm. So I went to Sunshine here in Brandon. I bought three cans of spam. And I did two of them up and I Googled smoke spam. And one of the first things that came up was smoked spam burnt ends. So I had to do it. You, you, you put burnt ends on there. I'm trying it. How did um, you 
it turned out really good. Um, now, was it one of my favorite things I did on the smoker? Probably not, but it, it was good. Uh, if I do spam again, I'm going to do like just slice it, smoke it, and then sandwiches or something. Katrina, yeah. uh, you can do a lot of Asian dishes with spam. Mm-hmm. So that's Katrina's thought behind this third can I bought that I didn't use. She wants to do sushi with the spam. Yeah. Because um, she makes some pretty legit sushi. So I'm, I'm going to see if I can talk her into smoking that spam before we make it into the sushi. We'll see. Nice. No, I've, I've seen yeah. quite a few TikToks about the spa- like spam uh, sushi. Apparently, it's like a delicacy over in Hawaii because that's mm-hmm. one of their main meats because it's canned and they, you know, and they can get it over there. So, yeah, so you definitely do. Let, let us know how that turns out too. Yeah, it, I mean, anything burnt endish is is good like that. Uh, I did make my own rub for it because uh, spam is super salty. So I yeah. did the 25% less like the low sodium spam plus i made a rub that didn't have any salt in it yeah except for the garlic it had a little bit of garlic salt in it but no cuz every rub i had i was like looking through them like i'll use one that i already have uh salt was the main ingredient on pretty much all of them mm-hmm. um so yeah i i did that and then i uh Put them on just the smoke setting for 30 minutes. Then I turned up to 225 for an hour and a half. And then I made my sauce, which was just barbecue sauce, uh, sriracha, honey. And there was one more thing in it. And I cannot remember what it was off the top of my head right now, but made my own sauce to put on there as well. Um, So uh, turned out, turned out good, but I mean, if I'm going to do burnt ends, I'll probably just do pork belly burnt ends again. Yeah. So. Well, I appreciate you at least trying it, Trent, because like I said, yeah. no one ever listens to me on what we need to smoke just because I'm the only one that doesn't have a smoker. So I appreciate you, you know, sticking your neck out for me there. Uh, Well, I mean, like the next time I do it, I'll smoke spam again. I will. I, I yeah. like spam, but I'm going to just slice it. And I'm just going to smoke it. I'm not going to sauce it up or do anything like that. Yeah. No, with, so, the, with that kind of cut of meat, you just, uh, whatever simplest. <laughs> yeah. So, Bryant, did you do anything in your instant pot? No, no, nothing. I was pretty no. lazy this weekend, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, did you smoke anything? <clears throat> nope, nothing for me. Nothing. Joey? No, sir. I was uh, back home. Dad was in the hospital, so... I uh, went up and saw him, but I did have a kick-ass tenderloin from uh, uh, Sports Page in Fort Dodge, Iowa. Uh, if you ever are in the Dirty Dodge, go there and check out their shit. They've always got good food, but first time I ever had a tenderloin up there, and it was good as hell. I missed the good old Iowa tenderloins. Yeah, I don't think – I have not been to the Sports Page in a decade and a half. Man, but I usually get – mozzarella or the cheese balls mozzarella sticks or their nachos and i usually just load up on appetizers but <laughs> no this time i decided to stick with uh, a good meal so i got a tenderloin can't Thanks. go wrong with the tenderloin that is like a you know bryant says the uh sushi spam is a delicacy in uh hawaii but uh tenderloin that's uh iowa delicacy iowa's, right there iowa's oh, delicacy yeah. there you go yep mm-hmm. nice Yep. Uh, no, I did not do anything on the grill, um, and I don't plan on doing anything for a little bit, but I did get asked to smoke all of the pork butts for my cousin's wedding. Um, he got engaged a couple weeks ago, saw him when I was back home, and so maybe next year, probably next year, I'll be doing something like, oh, I don't know, 40 pork butts at one time, so... And you're gonna do? Is he getting married in Iowa or? He is. So I'm gonna smoke them at home, put them in the freezer, and take them up, put them in uh, warmers to serve them. Uh, let's just do it in Iowa. I'll load up my smoker. You okay. bring yours, Clark. You bring yours. Okay. We'll just Ryan. That can be a bring yours. Just a Trent. place of the Heartland meat. 
Hey, I might need you to swing down to Kansas and pick mine up on your way there. (laughs) Strap her to the top of the Honda. It'd be fine. (laughs) It won't be the most redneck thing driving through Missouri. Can can you put a hitch on that? Steel wheels and all? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Got a feeling those bushings are going to blow out by the time I get to Wichita. I, I think I think 400 miles would be fine on them. Oh yeah, yeah, at 80 miles an hour on the interstate, <laughs> should be okay. Love it. Uh, Joey has. Did you put this about the side box? Yeah. Um. So I was just uh, checking out Facebook. Yeah, my one of the Facebook groups I'm in for pit boss. Uh, well, but in between podcasts, and there's been a lot of talk about like the smoked cream cheeses and the smoked cheeses and stuff. And a lot of people are putting side boxes on their pit bosses to like do side dishes, smoked cream cheese, like all the other side stuff. Cause they're usually 30 to 50 degrees cooler than um, the normal, your main tube, I guess you could call it. Does anyone have one or have you thought about getting one? Never have. Uh, no, I never have. I'm Googling them right now. I was like, does anyone else know? So they're like $300. They're basically like a whole other smoker and then an attachment where it, and it goes where your chimney would go. I, at first I saw this, I'm like, that's just fucking stupid. But then I got to thinking like, you're saving 150-ish dollars and getting a whole other area to smoke on and doing all that other stuff. I don't know. If uh, I had a ton of stuff to do all the time, I probably would think about getting one. They look kind of cool, but um the way i smoke now i don't think i would 709 square inch attachment 150 Mm -hmm. bucks on walmart website damn so we want 150 that yeah changes the game so i I don't know about yours joey because i've never seen yours uh but mine and clark's has that side uh tray Mm -hmm. so i don't think it would work with that tray there we'd have to take the tray off well, see, I modified mine and put that tray on. I bought one. Yeah. It was 150 bucks. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, everything you buy from Fitboss is either 150 dollars or 300 dollars as an attachment. <laughs> um, so, no, I uh, I would take that off as well. Um, and you guys both had chimneys on yours, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mine is only a 700, so I don't have a chimney. What but a loser! I don't need it. <laughs> That's how awesome mine is. I don't need that shit. You need the extra 300 square inches of right. smoke space, though. Yeah, I probably fucking do. Be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, you're smoking all the pork butts. Right. Yeah, or it looks jerky. pretty simple. Like, just take your chimney off and screw it in there where the chimney hook's on, like, according oh, to this shit. picture. What am I even saying? Like, that would be awesome for jerky. Yeah. Fuck. What am I? I, I yeah, Joey just talked himself into another hundred and fifty or three hundred dollar exp- extension there now. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's all I had with that. I just saw it uh, in between podcasts, and I was like, "Oh, we're gonna talk about smoking tonight, so might as well uh, ask the boys about it." No, I do like that. It does look kind of cool with it bolted on the side there, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Anything to add to uh, the food talk? I don't think so. I am in Columbus, Ohio. I had some barbecue today and then wings tonight. But other than that, nothing too crazy. Nothing worth writing home about. Nope. Uh, if anyone has any suggestions, I will be. I might start just doing this every week and letting people know where I'm going to be if they have suggestions. I'll be in Albuquerque next week and the week after. I'll be back in Baton Rouge. So if you've been there, have family there, whatnot. Uh, no, I won't meet up with them, but if they have uh, dining uh, recommendations, let me know. Yeah, Ohio, Ohio, not not known for their uh, barbecue. No, we, we went, went to a place, place called Smoky Bones, and it was pretty damn good, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. brisket, the pulled pork, and the jalapeno cheddar sausage. But anyway, now I'm just talking, so someone else go. <laughs> Well, we, we can move on. So uh, the NFL is up next here. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, Bruce Arians retiring. Uh, didn't really hear any rumblings about that until it just happened. Yeah, I'd kind of been hearing. I mean, ever since we've heard that Tom Brady was coming back, 
I've heard there's kind of been some murmurs around the league where, you, you know, I don't think him and Bruce really saw eye to eye, but I would say it sounded like with Tom coming back, that was kind of the, one of the conditions is Tom comes back, but Bruce retires. Cause they just, it's Tom's used to not being the one blamed for losses. And I think Bruce is kind of a speaks his mind type of guy and doesn't hold back, you know? Yes, yeah, I agree with you. And I think Tom's kind of set in his ways, not so much set in his ways, but set in how he wants things done. Um, as a fun loving coach and the way Bruce Arians is, that dude's going to have a fucking awesome retirement. I think he's just going to have a blast. And he's also still got a front office job with the Bucks, So he's just going to get a luxury suite and just keep on hanging out at the stadium and drinking. Hell yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. Yeah, it shocked me because I thought with Tom Brady coming back, you know, and then seeing Bruce Aarons retire, I'm like, I thought, you know, Gronk's probably going to come back. I thought the Buccaneers were going to reload again and try to run it back and win another championship. But mm-hmm. apparently Bruce is like, nah, whatever. Don't need another ring. No. So it goes for Todd Bulls on this run compared to uh, the Jets. Jets run. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully better. <laughs> With Tom Brady, was, I'm guessing it on, won't be worse. Yeah, I know he was on the Vikings list at one point, and so um, we'll mm-hmm. see, I guess. Yeah. And uh, Bobby Wagner to the Rams. Yep, that's got um, done this week. Yeah. They, I think they overpaid for him, but he's still a solid player for for the next yeah. couple of years, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say, I think the Rams are going to look solid again this coming year. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and again, we can, we've kind of talked about it. You know, the AFC is where all the talent is going right now. So if you can just, you know, they don't absolutely need to ro- reload and go all out like they did last year with Odell Beckham and everything else. You kind of keep 80% of that team together or, you know, reload with similar parts. I think you're going to be just fine in the NFC. Yeah. So I'm looking now, and I'm only seeing OBJ to the Browns or the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything about him coming back to the Rams. And they lost Robert Woods too, right? Yeah. So that receiving core is not very good. Did they sign someone else that I can't remember? I can't think of any off the top of my head. I don't think so. But, I mean, they still got Cooper Cup and stuff. I was going to say they're not very good when they still have the best receiver from last year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying, Clark. Uh, No, I just – I mean, like, overall, you know, like number two through four receiver or whatever, I don't remember anyone else besides Robert Woods and OBJ. Mm. I am guessing the Rams will be just fine. Yep. I would agree. For a but, tight end lover like yourself, I feared Higby would be at the top of your list. He's not from <laughs> Iowa. He doesn't do shit. Oh, oh. <laughs> he doesn't do. He doesn't have good blocking. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't. Important. It doesn't matter. I mean, the NFC runs through Minneapolis. Yeah, right. We took, <laughs> we took LA's best coaches. So yeah, with Coach yeah. Cock up there. We got Coach Cock. We're gonna win. We're yeah, McVay fast. McVeigh probably wasn't even running the show. Yeah, and with what Coach Cox says, every inch matters. So, right, <laughs> never come up short. <laughs> okay, Diana Taurasi. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I was super. I was going for yeah, my Sue Bird impression. I'm glad you caught on to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, that's awesome. Uh, I mean, God knows it doesn't run through Atlanta, so that's all that matters to me, I guess. <laughs> That's the thing is looking at the NFC versus the AFC. God dang, the NFC sucks compared to the AFC. Oh yeah, it's. I remember playing like NFL quarterback club back in the day on my sixty four and stuff, and I always wanted to be the NFL or the NFC teams because they had you know all the Vikings receivers, they had like Brett Favre, they still had Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, shit like that, and then now it's like I would only want to be the AFC. Like I would never ever want to be the NFC. I might as well just be the Rams if I want to be the NFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> The Rams and the Bucks somehow make a super team. That's who I want to be. The Bams or the Rocks, huh? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I agree. Hopefully, hopefully the Vikings will prove us wrong this year. But yeah, the NFC sucks. 
know, speaking of NFC sucks, that kind of leads into the next subject. Ryan, you kind of put this one in here. What the hell is going on in Washington? Um, only thing that I really know, I guess, is that they supposedly were cooking a second set of books up. Okay. And the the money they were making off of opponent tickets, they weren't spreading that out to the opponents like they were supposed to be. What the I, I never get that. Like with with and it and obviously with it being Washington, I'm going to assume this all leads back to Schneider, but it's like you're a billionaire. What the hell are like I, I don't care how much I don't I, did, did it say anything on the specifics on how much money it led to in that? I haven't seen that, no. Like no, I guess it doesn't matter. You're you're a billionaire. You have three commas in your bank account and you're worried about these small dividends that go to other teams like Schneider just needs to sell the team. He's just been an embarrassment. Like the last five years, just every embarrassing thing has gone through him. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. How how I mean, how has Goodell not stepped in? He'll step in with, with if a freaking player is putting down sports bets. Yeah. But this type of stuff is going on. All the stuff with the cheerleaders, and it's like, oh, you know what? We're not going to worry about that. Why? Why would we look into that? He didn't. He didn't do uh, sports betting. So why would we worry about this? It's just right. so stupid. So Bryant made a point with these ultra rich people with three commas in their bank accounts. It's like, don't you think that they could take a step back from this and, and think, you know, maybe what I'm going to gain on this is not as much as I stand to lose on this. And then they just, and they still do it. Exactly. Well, and at the end of this last year when everything came out uh, of whatever else stuff was going on, he put his wife in charge of being like the face of the of the organization of the franchise, and it's like that's is that really going to fix it? Having your wife being the face of the franchise, like that's that's nice. You're you're like okay, this this female is going to now be the face of Washington. We're being progressive and all this stuff, but mm-hmm. we're not going to give uh, the money the other teams deserve to them. See that it doesn't make any sense, and I know you mentioned here there's discrepancy between you know male and female pay, including you know bonuses between you know male bonuses versus women. I mean, like again, Jesus Christ, you're you're a billionaire. Like I understand you probably have to be that frugal in that type of way. <clears throat> excuse me, to become a, a billionaire, but that's just just fucking stupid. Like you said, you stand to lose way more. Well, I think the biggest thing is that he filed an, a waiver for last year to have, like, a debt consolidation waiver, so he only had to pay 40% of his luxury taxes and shit. So you're not only keeping your money from the ticket sales, but you're also not paying your luxury taxes and your ownership dues. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're only paying 60% of the 100%. That's a lot of money. I mean... This is screwing a lot of the owners out. So I don't know why they're not pushing Goodell to do more because they're basically his boss. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think the other owners would be sick of everything going on with Washington. Right. Well, and, and who knows? Maybe, maybe this goes farther than Washington. That's why they're not bringing it up because they all do the same thing maybe. I, I don't know. That's just conspiracy brain. But, I mean, like you said, if, if someone was causing me that much money out of my pocket, yeah, I'd be, I'd be making a stink about it. Right, exactly. That's funny. It, it seems like the NFL takes care of things that aren't so important, and, and they let yeah. stupid shit like this keep going on. Like you said, fifteen hundred dollars. One one player that was betting on games that he wasn't directly involved in out for the season. We cannot condone this. And now you're thinking hundreds of thousands, including multiple people, and and we just can't figure it out. You, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, we're just gonna turn our backs on this. It's just stupid. No, it'll just be hypocrisy the whole time. That's that's where you know a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to support the NFL because of all the kneeling and all this stuff. And it's it's like you know, I can when you have stupid shit like this where the NFL focuses on little little stupid things that don't make a difference, but you know, betting okay, let's let's ban this, but we have owners that are screwing each other over, sexual assaults happening, and we're not going to worry about that. I under, I can get why people don't get behind the NFL. I really can't. No, absolutely, man. You but, think- you know, if, if you put something at the end of the end zone in the back of your helmet, that'll make things better, though. That's right. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure racism ended after they put that on the back of helmets. Haven't seen it since. Yeah. R.I.P. 
But I mean, now that you bring that up, uh, Kaepernick threw for some scouts this past weekend. Um, so he he's trying to make his way back. I've never seen someone that has hated a company so much and it's tried to say that it's the most terrible place you could be and want to keep working there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything positive to say about this situation either. So. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> like it's not, it's, it's not going to be pro Kaepernick. I can tell you that. Yeah. No. So we, we can end NFL talk on that. So, bud. So UFC 273 coming up this weekend. I'll let Joey just take this one away. Oh, are you sure? You, you can go ahead. That's no big deal. Mm. I'll just read word it. for word these notes. <laughs> no. And that's all it's going to be. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, they're not very good notes. I got to extrapolate a little bit. Uh, no, yes. UFC, UFC 273 is this weekend coming at you, uh, at you from Jacksonville, Florida. Now, there's two titles on the line. Um, there is the featherweight championship out between Alexander Volkanovsky and Former title challenger Chan Sung Jung, the uh, aka the Korean Zombie. Um, that should be a fucking blast. Volkanovski loves to throw Chan Sung Jung. His name is the Korean Zombie. He has been in brutal, brutal fights and goes at people and just comes back from the dead. Um, his I last. Thought, Go ahead. I thought in Korean that the J was pronounced H, so it was Sung Hung. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Chan Sung Hung. <laughs> we should get uh, uh, Katrina with her Asian dishes to pronounce it. She might know. <laughs> Either, anyway, uh, the Korean zombie <laughs> is going to be <laughs> the title challenger in that bout, and it will be super exciting. Um, the second title fight of the night is going to be between... Um, Current champion Aljamain Sterling, who has taken some time off after being injured in the first fight against interim title holder Peter Yan. Uh, they both fought at UFC 259. Sterling won by title disqualification. There was an intentional illegal knee strike in the fourth round. Um, some people think that Sterling faked it, that he could have continued and that there should have just been a one-point deduction or whatnot, but yeah, either way, Jan had an illegal knee strike to the head. So this is a very anticipated rematch between the two of them. In the third fight of the night, it will be Gilbert Burns versus Kazmat Chimeyev. Um Burns is a former title challenger himself, losing to uh, Usman. Uh, yeah, Kamara Usman. Jesus Christ, I almost said Tyron Woodley. The Kamara Usman um, and then Kazmat Chimeyev. Is ten and zero undefeated, and uh, wrote in the notes just coming for all that ass in this division. He is very, very good and just looks unstoppable at the moment. But Burns is also a very, very good striker, um, very good at jujitsu, but not a submission artist, which is kind of weird. He's just very, very good at defending on the ground. So this one could go anywhere and still be exciting. And then my favorite fight of the whole night is probably going to be the Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres fight. Dern is my second favorite female fighter for many, many reasons. Uh, she is very good at submission, which if anyone knows me from before, I used to sit and watch jiu-jitsu matches in my office just on repeat during lunch because I love submission fighting for some reason. It's just super exciting to me. Um, also, she is very good looking in that spandex. And then Tisha Torres uh, is very good at, she's been a title contender before. She's very good at striking. And she's also just game to take the, take the fight anywhere that needs to be. So um, it's going to be a very good fight. And we can move into some picks now. But I think the whole night will be a very good, um, very good main card. Oh, Joel, well, you gave us your picks. Uh, I see in the last podcast, Bryant explained to us how he picked these fights. And I think that's what these numbers are here. You better hope it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you were measuring something else. I mean, 
when yeah, I said the H could be the J and the H and it could be sung hung. I thought he was talking about Greg Norman again. I didn't know. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> no, we we'll uh, lead off with Bryant here. Yeah. So I, I go a hundred percent. I choose my, uh, fighters by, uh, the distance or the, uh, arm length advantage that they have over other people. I always kind of think of like the old school Looney Tunes, like one person would hold their head and then they can't reach them. That's how I choose my fighters. So, um, do you want me to just go through all four of them straight away? Do it. I would say I have uh, uh, Sung Jung. He has a half-inch reach advantage, so I have him in the uh, in the main event. Uh, Sterling has – see, th- these are the ones where I feel good. Sterling, he has a four-inch reach advantage. I don't care what the rankings are. I mean, that that's a hell of a reach advantage for punching. Um, Chimaev. Uh, Chimaev. Thank you. He's got a four-inch reach advantage. And then Dern has a two-and-a-half reach advantage, so – me and, me and Joy are kind of opposites, except for Dern there. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that I mean, you've got logic behind yours. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> um, so I'll go through my picks here. Uh, I have the zombie because he's got a cool, the Korean zombie. He's got a cool nickname. Excellent. Um, my next one was, is it is it pronounced Peter? Peter yep, Jan. Peter Jan. So I picked Big Pete. Oh, uh, Big Pete. Big Pete's house of munch, like on mm-hmm. Family Guy. Um, the the next one, Gilbert Burns, uh, Mr. Burns, like from The Simpsons. I picked oh, yeah. him. And then uh, How You Dern, Mackenzie <laughs> Dern. So I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> these uh, non-combat sports podcast people that are on, they're gonna be making these picks. These are pretty fucking funny names. Well, th- ours are going to be the ones that win, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. I know. This is awesome. I ain't running to Iowa and throwing money down on my picks, though, either. So there's that. I got well, one I don't think I can say. <laughs> For sure. I will. <laughs> you can just say you're picking her because Joey does. That's not the one I was concerned about. <laughs> <laughs> Which was that? The... the... Yeah, no, you think the the cranberries are a controversial ban or the one that you put down Donald <laughs> Sterling? <laughs> yep. I'm going to say yep on that one. Oh, yeah. Hazmat suit, got to go with spandex. Yeah, that, that, that's, I think you got some solid picks there, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. So cran- cranberries, that's very obvious. They're they're amazing song. <laughs> For the zombies, of course. <laughs> yes. Um, you got, uh, yeah, you got Mr. Sterling over here. I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. not gonna say his first name. Um, yeah, ha- hazmat suit, and then the gotta go with the spandex. I gotta go with what Joey's saying. Nice, I like it. And Carl, uh, you've got some pretty good names too. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking old Volky, <laughs> of course, and uh, then I'm gonna take uh, the, the heat. Oh yeah, that that's a good one. That's gonna stick. Heat the heat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Heat the heat. And then I got Chimichanga. <laughs> and, I, and I'm wrapping it up with uh, Torres. I, I, I had nothing else. I, I couldn't go. I was waiting for you to say, "With your boy Torres." Oh yeah. Um, is is Chimichanga Kazmat Chiminga? Uh, yeah, obviously. Jeez, is, I can't believe it, you didn't figure that one out. No, I do. Are they Russian? Yes. <laughs> can't believe you're going for the Russians. And you, and you, if you ever want to know why I'm not on the on the um, fighting podcast, this this is why. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I, I might watch this weekend. I mean, the Masters will be over for the day by that time. Mm-hmm. Katrina's out of town. Mm. Amelia will be in bed. Who knows? There are some names on the undercard. Also, there's a good heavyweight bout against uh, uh, ja, man, I can never pronounce his first name. Yazinho Rosenstruck and Marcin Tabura. They just like to throw. It's going to be a, a first round knockout. Um, but and then there's another women's band weight. Aspen Lab versus Raquel Pennington. They're they're both very very good. So my bold prediction for this one is that Mackenzie Dern subs out uh, Tisha Torres in the first round. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, Joey, did you give any of your picks at the beginning, or did I miss that? No, I just went through. I'm trying to thought I gave my picks, but that's fine. I thought you did. Um, I'm taking... you. Sorry. No, you're good. You're the host. That's fine. Cause you, I do what you, cause you, I do said... what you tell me to do. Because yeah. <laughs> you said that you you said Dern was going to win, so I thought that was your picks. It, Dern is going to win uh, first-round sub mm-hmm. with that booty. And uh, it'll be Gilbert Burns beating uh, – Chimichanga, I can't not say that name. <laughs> Beating Chimichanga, uh, Peter Yan, I think avenges that loss to Donald Sterling. He was just going yes. at him way too, uh, <laughs> way too much. I think the age just, difference is going to be huge there. Exactly. <laughs> he is his bunny. He is his right hand woman. Yeah. And uh, then, yeah, Volkanovski uh, just takes out the Korean zombie, and yeah, he's just. Too much for him, I, I believe. That's it. And that's all we got for combat. <clears throat> you said this is Saturday night? Yep, Saturday night. It should be normal start time, uh, 7 or yeah, seven p.m. Central time for, for the, the prelims. Un- and not, yeah, undercard prelims. Yep, at 9 p.m. for the main event or main card. On, on Saturday night, we're going to be going to our first Rapid City Marshals game. Ooh. Hell yeah. yeah. Yep. Nice. Taking the babe? They, uh, no. Grandparents will have the baby. Ah, uh, there you go. Yep. Better be streaming the fights on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to miss the cranberries fighting, so. No, yeah. absolutely not. Pay for all of it, too. <laughs> Says <laughs> <Yeah>. Joey. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to the movie minute. It. It looks like it. The name of this segment has been changed. Oh yeah, to the Morbius minute. Yeah, I'll, I'll make this quick because I know we have quite a bit to, to still go left on here. Um, Morbius, don't don't waste your time going to theaters on this one. It was um, it was only an hour and forty four minutes, and I can tell you, I dozed off a couple times in the theater, and I wish I would have just slept through it because there are so many. Like I, I don't even know really how to describe it. I think you know when you go to a marvel or dc movie they've kind of got their own way of doing things you you know and they've kind of set the tone on how a comic book movie needs to be made and this one was just it felt like it was made from the early 2000s just the way the story progressed um i I mean one thing about it is there was some solid cgi which if you've seen the commercials or what it's about it's a it's about a uh it's about a scientist that has a rare blood disease and he is trying to cure himself with it well, he go he goes to some cave down in South America, I believe. Um, he captures some bats. He he basically turns into a vampire. <laughs> One second. Um, from there, I mean, he he gets you know super speed, super strength, um, but he has to consume blood. So he is trying to find a cure for now this curse that he has. Um, with him and his buddy, they have this rare blood disease, and of course, the buddy well, he doesn't want to die, so he takes the same vampire serum. I don't know what you want to call it, but anyways, it's just two Morbius's fighting back and forth. It was very, I don't know, very oddly paced. It wasn't, it wasn't great there. The, like I said, the one solid thing is there are some CGI moments when, when they were changing into his face or the transformations that looked pretty solid. Um, but Sony's all over the place. They, they make a great billion dollar movie in, in Spider-Man No Way Home. And then they, uh, then they make this steaming pile of garbage. I mean, I, I gave it three and a half out of 10. Um, and then I'm just going to, did I guess, did anyone else see it or do they plan on seeing it? No. 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 If anyone's listening, spoiler alert, you know, probably fast forward about 30 seconds to a minute. But, you know, the big thing about Marvel is they have their post credit scenes, which everyone looks forward to. And it really gives you a good insight on like where they're kind of leading to in a kind of that suspenseful way. Well, the, with Sony, they um, with the blip and with the multiverse and everything else with the new Spider-Man movie, um, you saw in the Spider-Man movie there's different villains that were coming out. Well, somehow during the multiverse spread, the Vulture from the first Spider-Man movie gets into this universe, and the the first post-credit scene is they they talk about this um, this prisoner that just arrived in prison and how the hell this happened. And then it cuts out of that. And then the second scene is somehow in this new universe, he has an exact an exact replica of the suit that he made in a different universe. 
and his attitude has completely changed where in the first one he was in prison and he was talking with another prisoner that wanted to kill Spider-Man. He goes, no, I don't know who Spider-Man is. And then when he comes to this universe, all of a sudden he goes, I don't know what happened, but Spider-Man's involved and we should work together basically to form the Sinister Six because they want to kill Spider-Man. And it just, it didn't make sense. They're not really alluding to much other than that. I, I thought it was pretty weak compared to all of the, even compared to like in Eternals, which is a little more artsy, longer movie. That was better than this one. This one was just, like I said, Stephen Powell garbage. Sorry, I'm just rambling now, but it was, I would not waste your time going to theaters. Wait till it's out on uh, streaming. Good to know. All right. I'm starting to think uh, Jared Leto is kind of the kiss of death for movies at this point. There's been so many people shitting on him. They're like, how does a man, like, you know, there, there's there's a few characters or, or actors that go from DC to Marvel. It's like, how do you are part of both universes and you're part of the worst movie in each one of them? He was in the first Suicide Squad as the Joker, the worst iteration of Joker that we've seen. And then he's part of this one where, like I said, it just felt like a movie that was, if this would have made been made 15 years ago, that would have made sense. It, it just... Yep terrible he should have gotten out of the superhero game with the snyder cut uh very end scene with him and batman that would have been perfect yeah just get the fuck out right then i don't know i've also been like obviously when you're doing research about him as well he's got some very sketchy um behavior especially during the me too stuff um also the guy's 50 which i never uh would have been expected he's 50 years old yeah, my uh, girlfriend listened to a podcast on him being a sexual predator and starting a cult, so that's cool. Oh, yeah. Nice. Didn't even know that. Yeah. The weird shit that he gave when he was at, uh, for the Suicide Squad to the other actors. Yeah, mm-hmm. given like Margot Robbie and Will Smith like used condoms and like like open up a presence like just dead rats and garbage and shit because he was trying to be edgy being the Joker. It just, yeah, it's a bit much, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Mo- moving on to something a little more positive here. Um, I actually, if you don't mind, just keep it comic books real quick. Did anyone else watch Moon Knight? I did. Yep. yep. Yeah. That so I don't know. I, I thought that it. first episode was pretty. Uh, was pretty solid. I'm with you, Brian. I really enjoyed the first episode. Hmm. I, you know, I think they did a really good job of transitioning between the personalities mm-hmm. and letting you. Just, just did a good job of displaying the character and his confusion. Yeah. But not doing a way that you were confused. So, yeah. And I don't know. I, I think the way that uh, episode one ended gives me a lot of hope for uh, the rest of the series. Yeah, I, I agree. As much as it has to be, you know, you confusion has to be part of it. Like you said, it wasn't like there's some shows on HBO like West Westworld where it's supposed to be confusing, but it's then tie it all, you know, it ties it all up in the end and you're confused all the way through it. This one. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty straightforward with those personalities and it. And of course it, it feels good at the very end of the episode, you get your first glance at Moon Knight, which looked very good. Yep. Who, who else said, yeah, Ryan, did you say you, you watched it? Yeah. Um, I didn't. I guess I didn't care for it as much as you guys did. I'll say the last like ten minutes were pretty damn good. Yeah. Um. It, it's kind of. I, I guess it's kind of forgettable for me. It might have been because I was. It was a one a.m. watch with the baby, so that might be why. Um. I, I am excited for the series. Like I said, the last ten minutes was pretty. Were pretty cool. And seeing actual Moon Knight, that that was a nice uh, view at the end there. Um. So I. I don't know if I would say it, it was awesome episode. Uh, beginning to end but yeah i i am looking forward to the series though excellent right yeah i started it and then my weekend got crazy so i uh still didn't catch up on that but it sounds like it was good <clears throat> enough for the, at least the first watch yeah i'm saying obviously if you i know you're always consuming stuff joy but if you always want to wait up i know i'm going to be watching the whole thing so we'll definitely know if a couple episodes in if it's more moon night and, and keeps being exciting or if it goes down the uh, Boba Fett route. Yeah, if we need Mando to come in and say this. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right, is... right now, I don't think we need Mando. Nice. No, well, that's not... fine. I mean, I started Boba Fett, so I can at least start this. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, Joey, how, but, uh, how's, uh, how's winning time been going for you? I'd say, speaking of me consuming stuff, winning time has been fucking amazing. Um, it's really, really good. 
Uh, I love anything that is sports fiction, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Um, but they do. It is. And John C. Riley. every week I'm like, man, how much more could he be like Jerry Buss? And holy shit, it's just every week. And it's awesome. And the actor that plays Magic Johnson just portrays him perfectly. So um, this week, uh, not to spoil it, even though it is telling a story that's already been told in the 1980s, uh, Kareem yeah. comes around and it's it, everything starts to click, which is really cool to see uh, fictionally. So. Well, hell yeah, man. Mm-hmm. How many episodes yeah. are out so far? I want to say four, four or five. Do, do you know how many they're going to have in this first season? I, usually HBO does about ten, isn't it? Yeah, I want to say this one was only eight, but I could be wrong. I'll look it up and let you know next week. Yeah, no, I'm saying that that definitely because uh, honestly, I usually like when someone tells me, "Hey, you know, two two more episodes left the season." Okay, now I know I can just fast forward and I don't have to, <laughs> right. you know, the week to week bullshit. Net- Netflix ruined us. I think as a society where they released that House of Cards season one all at once, and now everyone wants everything all at once rather than the the week to week stuff now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh God, it says. No way. There's got to be more. I thought they just said only six episodes. There's got to be more than that. Oh, no, it's ten. It's dead for ten. Oh, okay. so we're good. Yep. That had me scared, Google. Jesus well, Christ. Well, good. Well, I'll definitely have to get back into that as well, because I, I, I definitely enjoyed the first two episodes, too. Yeah, it, it's really good. <laughs> so, Joey, I did finish uh, Righteous Gemstone. And? um, I, I enjoyed season one quite a bit more than season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was still enjoyable though. I mean, it was definitely it's definitely worth the worth the watch. Is is mm-hmm. fun. Danny McBride is just so he, everything he does, he just, the delivery is just so good. Right, I enjoy it. Um, that's one thing the, I'm really happy with what HBO is doing with him and John C. Riley. They're taking these people that were basically like Will Ferrell's sidekicks and everything, and mm-hmm. making them and taking their talents and turning them into awesome shit. So. I really am pumped for everything to do with both those two. So here's my question, though, and this isn't so much related to this show, but what is how did Eric Andre become so big? I'm just not, I'm just not an Eric Andre person, I guess. I agree, and then he's in like just random ass cell phone commercials. Like I don't. Well, and, I have and no idea. The special and practical jokers after the after the final four had him on it, and it's just like this adds nothing to it. It actually makes me hate this show a little bit more. You know, I enjoy Impractical Jokers, but Eric Andre doesn't make me enjoy it. So I, I don't understand where he came from and why he's so loved by everyone. Well, he he's done a few. I know, like he was on CBS. I think it was Two Broke Girls, um, and he has that weird Eric Andre show on Cartoon Network. Um, I believe he's like dating. Yeah, Ros- first off, this will make you it, it'll piss you off even more. He's dating Rosario Dawson. Good for him. Uh, Respect. Oh no! Oh shit! Never mind. Dated from 2016 to 17. So no, no longer. But no. yeah, I, th- I think that's what weird. a loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know. just kind of off and on on different. Uh, um, looks like just diff- different comedy movies, but not nothing too. Uh, yeah, a lot, just a lot of TV shows. So. No, yeah, he he's a little. I, I think it's it's kind of like Danny McBride a little bit for me. Even I think he does the same character a lot, and like with Danny McBride, like I love him Righteous Gemstones, but I couldn't like you couldn't convince me to watch Eastbound and Down because I know he's gonna be the same character, he, the loud, brash, obnoxious guy. And I got yeah. it, you know. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Although I did, I did enjoy Eastbound Down seasons one and two probably more than I enjoyed Righteous Gemstones. Mm-hmm. But um, I would agree that he does play the same person over and over again. But he was—I thought he was better in Righteous Gemstones, I guess. Yeah. As far as not that same type of person. <laughs> so, uh, what the hell's the uh, last thing on here? What what? I guess Clark and Joey, what the hell is Clarkson's Farms? Oh, you haven't heard of the series that's on Amazon Prime. It, <laughs> uh, I think it came out last year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jeremy Clarkson, he is a key person from the Top Gear series, which had like, what, 20 plus seasons, I think. Yep, and then also Grand Tour, which is on Amazon Prime. So if you enjoy stuff like that that's what top gear was fantastic show 
I always found it hilarious. They did amazing work. Um, so this series, um, he had bought up thousands of acres of land over his time with Top Gear. And so now he's decided he's going to run his farm. Um, and that's what this first season was, was his first year of farming. And it continues to be hilarious, mm-hmm. um, much like Top Gear was. Is he the one with the anyway meme? Yes. Oh, that's a shame. Anyways, yeah. (laughs) You just threw it. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note. (laughs) Yep. That's him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's uh, the very first scene is him buying a tractor for his farm, and it's a fucking Lamborghini. So you can just go from there and extrapolate on how the the series is going to (laughs) be. Yeah. He just buys this massive tractor for this little farm with small sheds. I think it was a episode of thing where somebody would be like, your tractor's too bloody big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's always getting pissed off about it. Yep. And all his different farm help and stuff. <laughs> the security guy that rebuilds his oh, uh, that... <laughs> fence multiple times that you can't understand. Oh, God, yeah. Hilarious. It is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anyone likes the Top Gear and Grand Tour stuff, this is like the epitome of Jeremy Clarkson. It is so good. Are they doing a season two? Yep, it's already done with production. Sweet. I haven't heard a release date yet. Um, it's supposed to come out the same time as the next uh, special for Grand Tour. And word yeah. on the street is this might be the last uh, special for Grand Tour that they do. So <laughs> I hope not because I love those three. And I really love Jeremy Clarkson, but you know, they are getting up there in age, so I could see that happening. Yeah. But yeah, it's a really good show if anyone... Has Amazon Prime and wants to check something out. Uh, Grand Tour and Clarkson's Farm. Clarkson's Farm is very, very good. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. I've never been into Top Gear. I don't know too much about uh, vehicles, but Clark, Clarkson on a farm and him just swearing up a storm, I, I can see that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing with Top Gear and Grand Tour is they make it so, because I've always never been into cars either, Bryant, but... Uh, it's one of those things that if you are into just comedy and cool things you can do with cars, they very much feed into that. Mm. So, yep. Hell yeah. Hey, Clark, I saw they started uh, filming season three of The Witcher. Oh, oh. Yeah. definitely looking forward to that. And they're apparently developing the Witcher game already on Unreal Engine. I I did see that they were working on the next Witcher game that had they put that out on social media. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, and they're using Unreal Engine five, so that should be nice. Heck yeah. Yeah, I didn't have much to add to the the movie minute this week. Sorry guys. Just been a lot of Peppa Pig and Paw Patrol at the Nelson residence lately. <laughs> no, no great steals by Rick and Chumley. No, no, no. Oh, I haven't man. watched that in a decade. Um, yeah. If you get a chance, look up guinea pigs on Paw Patrol. It is the funniest freaking thing I've ever seen. Will do. Like, <laughs> We were sitting there watching it, and I was like, what the hell is that? And I I couldn't stop laughing. Guinea pigs on Paw Patrol. Or not Paw Patrol, on Peppa Pig. It, they're ridiculous. Okay. So. Next I time I send me... I was going to say, next time I have Maisie there, uh, and I send a snap, just make sure you remind me, look up guinea pigs. I'm sure she'll love it. Yeah, I'll I'll find a picture and send it to you guys. You'll you'll enjoy it. So how somebody can create something like this and it it's ridiculous. So all right. Anything else to add to the fun cast before we yeah. wrap this up and get along with our weekend here? Yeah, let's, let's get to the weekend, bud. All right. Everybody, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you for hanging out with us uh, on our podcast this week. Um Go check out our YouTube live that we put out this week as well. If you haven't yet um, and let us know what you want to hear us talk about with uh, a couple sports wrapping up here, we're going to need some topics. So how can people get a hold of us, Joey? Yep. As Trent mentioned, you can find our YouTube live on our YouTube channel. Just search pulse of the heartland. You can do the same thing for Facebook. 
and Instagram and Twitter. Just search Heartland Pulse. And as always, we're on all of the major uh, streaming platforms, uh, podcasts, as far as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and everyone's favorite, just get that anchor link oh, from us. that anchor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening, and have a good weekend. Appreciate you. you.